Couple of quick plugs before we start today's show. If you want to follow us on Twitter, our handle is at Narbos Podcast. If you want to email us, our email address is narbosandbroomheads at gmail.com. Hit us up with your comments on future episodes of Degrassi Junior High and Degrassi High. And if you want to be on a future episode, let us know as well and we'll try to set something up. You can also uh, follow our show on all of the podcast platforms, including iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and uh, Spotify. So please give us a follow and subscribe on any of those sites, and uh, you will be able to get us pushed to you every single week. The theme music for this show is brought to you by a band called Ew, You're a Girl and Girls Suck. They are a punk band from here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and their Bandcamp page is iagags.bandcamp.com. That's E-Y-A-G-A-G-S.bandcamp.com. They used to watch Degrassi episodes when they took breaks from recording back in the 90s. Uh, anyways, that's about it for the plugs. Let's get to this week's episode. Narbles and Broomheads, we are coming at you uh, post-Hall of Fame episode and post-draft episode, and uh, we're getting back into, into some uh, Degrassi eps, but uh, this time around, we are not uh, we're not going into the future. We're going to go way, 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 way into the past, way into the past. We're going to be reviewing Kids at Degrassi Street. Woo! Uh, the, yeah. first, the first episode of which I was one year old when it came out. Some of us were not even born yet, so... Mm-hmm. Hooray! Hola. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, looking forward to uh, trying something a little new. We'll see how it goes, as usual. And uh, we got a big crew of people who were very excited. Someone was so excited, they didn't even tell us they were going to be on tonight <laughs> with us. So She told us in her head. Yeah. So <laughs> Just complained when she wasn't added to the call. Yeah. You know, you know me. I'm Alan. Uh, let's go to Courtney. Courtney, who, uh, yeah, welcome, Courtney. Shall I read your mind some more? Fuck you, Alan. There you go. Okay, what did I just say? I, you didn't. I just said it. <laughs> Hi, it's me, the big idiot who only responds in in my head. <laughs> but it wasn't all caps, and it had three exclamation marks. That's great. I guess I just never pressed send. Sorry about that, but I'm here crashing the party. Uh, and I am proudly one of the people who was not born when this show first aired. I am very young. And very hip. <laughs> yes. mm-hmm. Uh huh. I'm trying to think. So, are, you, hey, are, are you really either of those well, things? I don't know. <laughs> let's ask some of our fans. Uh huh. Send us an email and tell us. Do you think Courtney's hip and or young? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. I'll put a poll up when I post this episode. <laughs> yes. Do it. Okay. Thanks. Here. I'm done now. <laughs> Okay, well. <laughs> Sorry. Who should I send it over to? Maybe uh, Torbay? Teddy? That would be me. Hello, everyone. What is up? The grassy street. Here we go. I don't know. Okay, uh, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> and how much to say? All were you, good. Were you born yet? When oh, yeah, I was born. Aired? 
Okay. Yeah, I was like, this first year I did my taxes. <laughs> you, were having, you were smoking a dart while you watched yeah, this episode. I was like, mm, <laughs> a beer. remember this. The bat's blue. I was like, oh, right out of the ice. Remember that? Molten, that was molten ice. Molten black ice. Let's fire it over across the fields, across the streets, over to the SK. Who could that, that would be? be? That would be me, Arlo. And uh, in the SK, I was just mentioning it before we started recording, but it is minus 40 right now outside. And uh, with wind chill, it is minus 56. Jesus. So, And it will be for the next two days. So I will be spending a lot of time indoors this weekend. And uh, for any of our American listeners, I did look it up. It's uh, That is minus 68.8 uh, in... Uh, <laughs> Pardon me, round it up. Heights. Round it up, Arlo. So, round it up. What is it really? It's mu- minus yeah. 70. Nope, <laughs> nope, uh, nope. That's not what Alan was looking you, for. That's not what I was looking nope. for. One uh, less. Yeah, one less. <laughs> oh, is it? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Say it. Um, <laughs> Say the words. <laughs> Say the fuck of words. Um, you can do it. It's... Minus sixty nine. Yay! I'm wondering what yeah, would a so... what would a minus sixty nine look like? I'm wondering. Like you if you were like, oh no, we didn't sixty nine. We did a, we did a minus sixty nine. <laughs> I'm just anyway. Does that just mean you get to go to bed and not do it? <laughs> minus sixty nine. Right. If so, then yes, please. <laughs> I think you're picturing like a like a double backbend situation. Oh, that's or something, sure. But yeah. Um, so yeah, that's where I'm at, and uh, I'm really looking forward to Kids of Degrassi. I was two years old, not two years old, two months old. Sorry, when uh, the first episode aired, and I have seen a few episodes of it, but like I was very young when it was on TV, and not at an age where I would be you know, checking the TV guide to find out when it was on. So, you know, I, I've seen some episodes sporadically. So I'm actually, it. there was a surprising amount of episodes. Mm-hmm. In my mind, there was like eight episodes. And then when I went on IMDb to do more research, I realized there was like 26 or something episodes, which kind of floored me. And I'm really looking forward to watching them. Uh, we got one more person joining us. We do. Yep. Let's head over to uh, the 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 hmm, Come on, spit it out. The, the second biggest O is Ottawa bigger than Oakville? Yeah. yeah okay, it is. So now, oh yeah, for sure. What's what's Ottawa like? Five hundred thousand, maybe now. It's a million. It's a million. Mm, one one million. So we head down to the the mini O. Yeah. <laughs> You're a mini. Here's your other O from another O. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, Junior. Oh, sure. Well, yeah, it would be because my parents weren't even married yet when this came out. Thank you very much. <laughs> you weren't uh, even a gleam. In, uh... I was not. I was not. <laughs> uh, and if you're wondering, in the smaller O, it is two degrees out right now. So, well, um, fuck you. Suck on that. <laughs> Saskatchewan. Wow. Well, I mean, in Toronto, it is pouring snow right now. And uh, yeah. we were out for dinner. And w- during the dinner conversation, I was like, snow tires. 
I don't need those. I only get stuck like two or three times a year. It's not worth snow tires. And then on the way home, we proceeded to get snu- stuck right in the middle of the road. So did so Sarah nice. go snow way, Jose? Oh, oh she said words. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah. I think we're gonna get you snow tires. I think we're gonna get snow tires this weekend. <laughs> Yay! Oh, Jesus. Yeah, you thought you didn't need snow tires. I've lived my whole life without them in Winnipeg and uh, Toronto and never needed them. But because uh, well, yeah. you never had a car. <laughs> that's right. I mean, that's fair. Could you imagine just sitting at home with your snow tires, Alan? Like, I bought these. Yeah. I, mean, I live in Canada. <laughs> I got to have them. Yep. <sighs> Fucking scam. Yeah. So I think I'm probably the. Am I the only one on the panel here who's. I've actually watched all these episodes. You are. Am I? What the yeah, hell? yeah, yeah. We're not a panel anymore. That was just for that one episode. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, as we'll see in the second episode, our secret clubhouse. Yeah. That's better. Our secret clubhouse. Yeah. So yeah, I was I was always interested in seeing what you guys would think about these as I've as I've watched them. I remember when I when I first came across it because I didn't watch Degrassi in its original run because I was a little too young for it. Um, and I remember I was looking something up. I don't know, on IMDb or something, maybe a character, and I saw they were also on this Kids of Degrassi stream. I'm like, what the hell is this? So, of course, I do the first thing that anybody does now. I go and search it on Amazon. And sure enough, I saw that it was, you know, you could buy a whole, this whole show for like 30 bucks or something for on mm-hmm. on DVD. I'm like, you know what? Damn right. I got to buy this and see what it is. Thinking, okay, I kind of have an idea because I know some of the characters I went on it. And then I popped in this first episode and was like, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> what am I watching? I so. remember as a very young kid, I I was a little bit confused when, you know, episodes like this would come on. And then they the same people would be in Degrassi Junior High. And they would be different mm-hmm. characters. And I was sort of too young to really understand that kind of thing so and also because you're like where's where's the episode ida gets pregnant or ida buys condoms <laughs> ida, 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 gets, ida gets molested yeah. yeah ida gets an abortion like it's <laughs> they don't have that in the series so no. <laughs> i mean Aww. i mean this is like the the kids like the little kids version of degrassi right like it's made for oh, yeah yeah it's made for preteens. i would say largely um because it stars like preteens and maybe like the oldest kids are, you know, brushing up on being teenagers. But yeah, this is a kids show. So as opposed to Degrassi, I think we need to keep track through the twenty six episodes how often these young kids are just left alone. <laughs> like there is little parenting that happens in this. Show. Yeah, but that's this is nineteen seventy nine. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. the way it was. Like the oh, the sure. Wild West. Back yeah. Then. yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's um, how it was. Should we talk a little bit about how this show kind of got its start and how we got from here to Degrassi Junior High? Do it. Well, I have a feeling you did some research on that, Arlo. <laughs> Why, yes, I did. Um, so basically, Linda Schuyler was working as a teacher and she was teaching sort of grades seven and eight kind of thing. And she was teaching them and outside of the curriculum and very new media studies and they were talking about you know video and making movies and things like that and so she asked her 
friend who was the librarian, Bruce Mackey, who worked at the school. And uh, of note, he was her gay best friend. And he pretended and, to be straight when he's at school. And then he went to the gay bars at night. And she we will meet him in, in the show. We will. Meet him we in will. He will play Mr. Mackey. Yeah, the teacher. <laughs> in the future. Um, but he ordered a bunch of books to support this initiative that she was doing. And he ordered a book called Ida Makes a Movie. And at the time, he didn't realize that it was like a kid's picture book. So it arrived with all the other books and, you know, they'd already ordered it or whatever it was. So they read it and it was of um, like the story. The picture book was about a bunch of like anthropomorphic cats. Yep. It wasn't actually kids at all. Um, but they thought that <laughs> <laughs> they thought that the story itself was really valuable, um, especially for, you know, kids who are interested in media studies or whatnot. And so they wanted to make it into a movie, basically, or a short a short uh, film. And they didn't have the budget for animation to animate these cats. So they wanted to redo it with people and they were able to secure the rights. And she had been working with Kit Hood. He had his own production company with her where he was doing some advertising work and stuff like that. And so they used this production company playing with time to make this short film for the CBC. And um, now before we go too far, I believe she actually flew to New York with cash to pay for the rights of this book from the author. Two hundred dollars. <laughs> so the author's name is K. I'm not trying to pronounce it. Ch- Char Chorao, maybe C H O R A O. Um, and she does get a writer's credit on this. It's a 1974 book, and uh, yeah, she secured the rights directly from the author for two hundred dollars, and they made it with two hundred and fifty dollars. You know, non actors. Um, Bruce Mackey and Linda Schuyler both lived on Degrassi Street. Um, Bruce Mackey lived at 98 um, Degrassi Street, and that's where Ida's house is, basically. And so they made this little short film or whatnot, and then uh, a year later, um, the CBC wanted them to make another one, and then another one the year later, and another one the year later, and then at that point, they realized that, you know, they really liked the idea of these ones, and so they, um, they had them develop it into a series. Um, so that's why the first four are a little bit more standalone than the rest of the series. Um, and that's how it came to be. And if you're following along with a lot of our episodes, there's a lot of names you're going to recognize, like directed by Kit Hood and Linda Shiler, uh, produced by Kit Hood and Linda Shiler, but then cinematography won Philip Earnshaw. So yeah. they're, mm. you know, they're, they're all thickest thieves from the very beginning. Uh, what was it? Uh, I forget their name. Louis Manet, the dipshit duo, Louis and Wendy, uh, that yeah. uh, did all the music for this one. Yes. So <laughs> I'm sure they appreciate well, the name I gave them. It is really very all in the family. And when you check out the IMDb, at least very much for these first four episodes, you can tell these are just like friends of theirs who are stepping in. Like they have no other credits yeah. at all. Oh, for you sure. You know, they're not, they're not industry people. They're just regular people who are you know stepping in and being like the mom or whatever it is right uh we have release dates that differ between the wikipedia page and the degrassi wikipedia page uh so december 7th according to Wait the a regular second. yeah i'm sorry to interrupt 
do you call it Wikipedia? Yeah, the Wikai. <laughs> Wiki. Yeah, that's a gimmick. Ooh, wow. that's, that's a gimmick. Sounds gimmick. Okay. Yeah, it's a gimmick. It goes across podcasts. Like I mean, he's no. literally be calling it the Wiki for three years now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just, I just heard it. Stop the podcast. Yeah. 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 So, anyways, on the Wiki, wow. everybody. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, Ida makes a movie is December eighth, but on the Degrassi Wiki, it's uh, September twelfth, nineteen seventy nine. So, who the fuck knows? Fall. Of 1979 mm-hmm. is when this one came out. A 21 minute production. Uh, National Film Board was also involved with it, and uh, of course, it's a uh, playing with time production. Uh, uh, production. I'm assuming the very first one. So, yeah. Do you want me to just uh, start going through this and uh, do the usual? You know, you guys stop, make a joke, give a fact. <laughs> you know how it works. All the g- <laughs> it's worked so well so long. All the gimmicks. All right. So this is mm-hmm. Ida makes a movie. Uh, I love the Shakespearean font that they use to uh, <laughs> title the show. Uh, good for them. So no cheesy Shakespearean music, though. Unfortunately, That's, no. Uh, it's the piano, and it's the, they use the oh, yeah. piano theme that again the dipshit duo perform and wrote. So that's uh, what's used throughout. So and we don't actually get the credits on this first episode yet. The credits don't like the opening credits don't happen till episode two. Yeah, it just starts with the fucking stuff that's going on, which is uh, we're in a park and to set with them- an adorable cat. The very first shot is a cat, and was, I was very happy. Was cat cat playing in a pile of garbage? <laughs> hey. 1979, baby. <laughs> I was like, did we not give a fuck about garbage in the 70s? But the whole idea of this episode is surrounding a kid wanting to make a movie about garbage. So to hit the point home, they just throw garbage everywhere. Like every <laughs> scene. All the garbage in yeah. one spot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they didn't have a lot of production money, but they're like, ah, garbage is easy to find. So it's free. I it's mean, free. If, you'll, if you'll remember, Alan, when we were kids, um, like Winnipeg got a reputation for being a really dirty city and people would like litter all over the freaking place. And the mm-hmm. city did a very concerted effort of, of an advertising campaign called take pride Winnipeg. And it involved like, like a lot of money pumped into this yeah. advertising campaign and oh. also a lot of money pumped into putting garbage receptacles on every single corner in the downtown area Mm -hmm. so people didn't have an excuse like they didn't want to carry it that far or whatever and they really did a good job of cleaning up the city so i'm debatable i think i like (laughs) did it work though question did it work i think it did i was back there at christmas when i was a little kid (laughs) like there's a lot yeah it was a thing like remember all the yeah it's indicative of the time i think and i think a lot of cities were dealing with that at the time too so a very Manitoba thing, by the way. I, I think it's very much strictly a Manitoba thing. Does anybody know what orbit is? No, no. Orbit. No. So I do. <laughs> yes, Arlo. Would you like to describe <laughs> what orbit is? They were these receptacles that I guess were designed to try to cut down on litter on the provincial highways because people would just like throw things out the window of their car. <laughs> oh, wow. Um. Because I guess it was 1979 and there's a problem with garbage or whatever. But um, so they designed these things to be a more fun way to get rid of your garbage, I guess. I remember like when we were going on 
car trips and stuff like that it was actually exciting to see one and we like as kids we would want to stop because it had these big <laughs> signs and it would say like put your trash into orbit yes and um they were designed to sort of look like these sputnik like like out of the world things or whatever and it was like an exciting thing to put your trash into orbit <laughs> yeah it was like th kids. they would count it down like it was a, a landmark it'd be like oh orbit coming up in five wow. kilometers and then yeah, yeah. eventually you'd get to the orbit station and there was nothing around it it wasn't like a gas station or you know a store with this orbit it was literally this trash bin on the side of the highway a trash bin like shaped like orbit like <laughs> yeah. a like a Sputnik or whatever. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyways, big big it garbage. Was, it was successful though. It was a successful campaign. Yeah. Sure. A any any kid who grew up with the internet who was listening to this, which they're not, <laughs> they'd be like, "What the hell are they talking <laughs> what about?" Wrong with you people? And it's like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. You could pull over on the side of the highway, and everybody, all the kids could jump out and take a picture. Uh, with a uh, camera with film in it. Also, nobody was wearing seatbelts, so like you could jump out really quick, <laughs> and it was fine. Yeah, we loved it. It was uh, crazy. I love the 70s and 80s. <laughs> uh, so we get to these two kids who are eating ice cream, uh, the younger of whom is Cookie, um, and Cookie doesn't give a fuck about trash. Cookie <laughs> throws her ice cream trash all over the <laughs> into the park and gets scolded by the older Ida, who is like, did you read the sign? But Cookie, who is six, cannot read yet. And I thought, that's a, that's a good excuse. I'm going to try that. When I don't follow rules down the road, they'll be like, didn't you read the sign? I'll be like, I can't read. So <laughs> I, I need so, to understand her name. Cookie? Right. Yeah. Like, I was oh, we like, learned her real name in episode two, right? Yeah. I was like, is, yeah. she, an, is she an 80-year-old woman? Because like, isn't that a thing that... <laughs> is she a golden yeah. girl? Yeah, but uh, no, Cookie, um, They, uh, I think they talk a little bit about it in the next episode, why she's named Cookie, which I believe the answer is, I don't know, but... Yeah, I think the answer is, we never got the answer. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. But they call her Cookie, so Ida goes to drink from a water fountain and steps on a half-eaten sandwich. <laughs> just yes. a jam sandwich. It's just a fucking disgusting park, like... <laughs> Ew, yeah, where is this place? You wonder why people want to flock to that Degrassi Park all the time and see it. <laughs> uh, Cookie asks about uh, a sign that is on the fountain, and apparently this is where they've also decided to advertise for a movie-making competition. <laughs> Just a random, like, make a movie. And look, in 1979, like, that's... It's not like today where you just pull out your fucking oh. phone, right? Like you've got to you got to get equipment. Like I don't even know yeah. how you like yeah. you'd have to reel that one up, right? There's no like VCRs in every home or anything like that. But they're oh, like no, they would have been taking it on film still. There probably been film projectors. So yeah, they're like movie. Yeah, kids make a movie and uh so I wrote Ida explains the sign to Cookie. Also, there is garbage everywhere. <laughs> 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 just can't get over it. <clears throat> Oh, so, the power Ida has over cookies. She can just make anything up she wants. Yeah, yeah. She could. The sign says, give me all your money. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sign says, eat this sandwich I just stepped on. <laughs> Delicious. So Weird that it says we, this. We know that Cookie is, is about six. And based on next episode, Ida is probably about eight years old. Yeah. Just hanging out by themselves in the park. Yeah, that, that, fuck that. that, oh, yeah. that yeah, like... 1979, bitch. Yeah, that's, oh, yeah. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's fine. 
I agree. Like you went on vacation with your parents, but most of I'd say ninety five percent of my memories is like just hanging out with other kids yeah. well away from the parents. Like that's all you did was try to get away from the parents and just go hang out in the woods. Every way. Like, <laughs> yeah. With your wood porn. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, that came later. Er- hey, oh. er- everywhere my so parents oh. like everywhere my parents took me they'd be like, yeah, go, you can go fuck off for a while and just do your own thing. Like I remember like, yeah, all the places where I just, yeah, went off on my own. And I was like, fuck, I would have been like nine or 10, like maybe even younger. Yeah. Yeah. We would just try and find our parents to ask them for some money to get something to eat when we were ready to eat something at the park or something. They say, no, eat this jam sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) Did you find a jam sandwich Uh, on your foot? (laughs) You'll be fine. Eat it. (laughs) It just blows my mind. I, obviously, I grew up in this era, too, and, and my parents were a little bit more strict, so I didn't have that, you know, c- come and go whenever. But just comparing it to now and how insane it is to be a parent, like, the cops would be called. For sure. There'd be yeah. a fucking, like, uh. Amber Alert. Like, you know, it's 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 <laughs> wild. What's, it's, even, what's even crazier is we have the technology today to fucking track the kids that we didn't have. Like mm-hmm. stick a fucking air tag on them or something. And then you'll know where they are. We're, so, yeah. whereas again, back in the eighties, it's like, I, how are you going to find your kid? Don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, are they, are, did they drown? Who knows? Did they I will get say run though, over? Like this first scene, like it didn't even get that far into it. And I was immediately transported to, oh my actual childhood like we there was a park near our house that you know had a swing set and had a merry-go-round and stuff like that and like we used to walk over there and we used to hang out there like this like and especially for me too like I was um a little bit younger um than my sister and so uh a lot of the time I was hanging out with slightly older kids and that kind of thing and like this just immediately transported me to exactly what my childhood looked like. like why isn't Ida smoking <laughs> like when I was growing up in the park uh, well so- yeah and it's, it's kind of fresh to have this sort of already you can feel the authenticity of this show like I was getting a little tired of the sound stages we were seeing with TNG right. so much like this yeah. is nice to see like this is really where these kids would be in Toronto anywhere Ontario anywhere US but like you, like you said, you're transported to, you can see yourself in this spot when you were a kid. Yeah, very much. Uh, Cookie asks if Ida is going to make a movie, and Ida says, I might. And Cookie asks how to make a movie, and if Ida is making a movie now, and if she can be a, in a movie. And I wrote, <laughs> Cookie needs to shut the fuck up. <laughs> Cookie needs a nap. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Keep uh, saying Ida every <laughs> sentence. I'm like, okay, cool. Three times, four times, 17 times. Okay, you got to stop this now. <laughs> Please. <laughs> No more. Ida's framing the movie in her hands, and we get the piano music in the title screen. That's the one where it's like, Ida makes a movie. So then we have Ida in her basement looking through a trunk, and she finds a video camera, which I was very impressed with, because, again, it's the late 70s. Like, most people don't have... It's just in a trunk. Yeah. In an attic. Um, Ida's mom asks where the lights, camera, and action are, and I don't know if she's being serious. (laughs) (laughs) She... She asks what's going on, and Ida says uh, she's changed her mind about a movie contest a few times, and then she says that they don't have a camera that's working. I, I mean, basically, they establish I, I, the dialogue confused me, but I think they established that this camera is not a working camera, right? Right. So her mom looks at it and says, oh, the camera was your dad's. 
I'm assuming that dad's either dead or he fucked off with another woman. Like, I don't know. There's no dad. We don't. That talk. is Degrassi style right there. Yeah, we yeah, don't talk. Dad is gone. Yeah, I think don't. he's gone. Uh, did anybody did anybody notice Ida's shirt? I was just going to bring that up. Sure, sure did. What was it, Teddy? She has an Abbey Road shirt. Yeah. The Beatles, the <laughs> cover, the album cover. And then I did the math and I was like, that's like if you shot something today and a kid had Daft Punk's latest, like their last album on their shirt. So it's, yes. like, it's not very vintage. <laughs> yeah, it's only like nine years yeah. old from the time of this, uh, of this, yeah. uh, uh, the, like when they shot this, right? Yeah, oh, like nine it, or ten it was years put old. Out in '69, yeah, and this is shot in '79, so it was only ten years ago. Fuck. So it's like that's not really vintage shirt. That's like of the time. That's fucked up. Thanks, buddy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> sweet T-shirt. Yeah. So they uh, look at this camera, and it needs a part. And Ida mumbles, oh, it'll probably cost $100, which is $120,000 in 2024, everybody. <laughs> so I did the math. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at the camera store, Ida is told that it will only cost $20 uh, to fix the camera and to uh, get film for it. And she exclaims, 20 bucks? I was like, funny. This is Lewis Mann uh, playing the clerk, by the way. Oh, also, yeah. uh, aka Claude's dad. What? What? <laughs> it's totally Claude's dad. <laughs> I put that in my brain. Listen to the way he talks. His accent is his look in general. Totally Claude's dad. So he's Claude. Welcome, Claude Mr. Tannen uh, Senior. Yeah. I wonder what right. Claude's dad's name would be. I feel like it would be like Paul. How? <laughs> what? Paul. Oh, like no. Paul. Like oh, <laughs> what? Mar- Mark. Jacques. Yuck. Jacques. Michel. Uh, Cookie, who is now the new most annoying character in Degrassi history, is uh, <laughs> dancing in the front yard and tells Ida she's ready for the movie. But Ida says there won't be a stupid movie because she doesn't have the money to fix the stupid fucking camera. Is exactly what she says. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so, she yeah. does a little jump and it reminds me of like Stewart. Going, look what I can do! It's very <laughs> much that type. Of, she's got that energy. Like, yeah. hey, look at me! I I can do it. So yeah, I was just like, I was never meant to like be around or have young children because I'm just like, <laughs> I know that these are how kids behave, but I'm like, you're so fucking annoying. <laughs> like, but notice the parents aren't around, so they don't they don't want to be yeah. around them either. This yeah. I mean, for me, once again, like this just tra- like again just transported me to my childhood. Like, you know, we used to play dress up and we used to run around to the lawn mm-hmm. and like all of that stuff. Like it was just yeah. so true for me that I didn't notice how annoying it was. <laughs> our neighbors used uh-huh. to show up at our house to play unannounced. Yeah. Yeah, that's big exactly backyard. what you always did. Yeah. We had the big backyard, so everyone came to our house. Just, oh, we played Jamie's flag. Here. You played yeah. flag? Flag. Is that what it's called? Is Capture that the flag? Okay, I'm like, flag? It's just called flag. <laughs> oh. There's a flag. Sorry, did I pronounce okay, it wrong? Yeah, we, yeah. we used to, we used to play uh, hide. It was uh, fun. There was no seat. Sorry, capture the flag. Oh, okay. Did you win? Read about it. I know the game. Um, I don't know if I won or Yeah, not. he's not a baby. He knows the <laughs> <Baby>. game. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> can re- don't call Alan a baby. <laughs> He's not a baby. He's a grown man. That's right. 
so <laughs> so they're pouting over where to get the money, and then we get Fred who comes in on his bike in his baseball outfit, and for the entirety of this scene, all we see is Fred's back. Fred does not look at the camera. Yeah, just back to the camera the whole time. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't even know what he looked like. In his baseball outfit? Yeah, in his baseball outfit, which we're going to see his his t-shirt a little bit later. Courtney, I hope you noticed. Uh, Everybody owned that t-shirt as a kid. So, uh, apparently, Fred did not win his baseball game, so he sucks at baseball. And then mm. Ida immediately is like, give me money, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> Which did make me laugh. Yeah. She was like, yeah, yeah. And Bucks. He, <laughs> and at first, like, not realizing that Fred is Ida's brother, I was just like, is right. he just some random kid? And she's still like, give me money. <laughs> I thought he was the neighbor and she was bullying some older boy to, like, pay something. Yeah. Like, wow, she's a ballsy kid. Uh, but I no, watched it, the whole show, and I thought it was <laughs> the neighbor's kid still. <laughs> so, anyways, thanks no. for smarting me up. Yeah, the uh, the I, I actually didn't even catch his name right now, so I just called him the, the baseball kid. Uh, yeah, so they last uh, he lost the last game of the season. Ida says she's desperate, and he's like, "We'll fucking earn it." <laughs> so, Fred, and I was gonna make a joke, but I'm like, "No, these are kids. I can't." Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> probably let that yeah, yeah. let that uh, let that go in the strike zone. Let yeah. that fly past. Yeah. Watch that yeah, bitch. Uh Fred let it go in the glove. Fred tells her to mow lawns and Ida pouts over that. And then her mom calls out conveniently and is like, if you don't get rid of this junk, I'm gonna throw it out. And immediately we go to oh garage sale. But what? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> garage sales are still a big thing, but uh, anyone here do uh, garage sailing ever? No, yes. I got yeah. enough junk in my house. Not purposefully. If I see one in our neighborhood, I might walk by. But Arlo and Courtney are big garage sailors. Yeah, they're fun. As, as a kid, though, as a kid, our our babysitter, because um, my dad, we used to live in Stratford, so my dad would have to go to the farm. My mom would be working shift work at the hospital. So we'd get babysat by this older lady from down the street. Her name was Janet. And she was kind of like a grandma to us, I guess, more than anything. But every Saturday, we would have to go garage sailing with her. So she would have the paper, and she will have circled where all the garage sales were because they posted them in the Stratford paper. And we'd have to drive to each one of them. And it bored the hell out of my brother and I. When so. I was a kid, we used to fucking try to sell everything. <laughs> we- <laughs> Like, I remember one summer we, like, took a bunch of lilacs and, like, smushed them up in some water and then bottled them and, like, tried to sell perfume to our parents. <laughs> like, we made, like, like, a newspaper or whatever and tried to, like, sell subscriptions to people around the bay. And, like, <laughs> yeah, well, we just, we, like, again, like, I saw myself in this show. Like, we were always, like, doing these creative outside things. Like, we would make, like art out of clay and then try to sell those like have an art sale and sell those to people you know like and so the idea of having just like a garage sale out of old junk that is 100 percent something that we would like lemonade stands like all like totally what we would have done my kids still do lemonade stands sort of every every year and i dread it every time they ask (laughs) i'm gonna do all this work for a lemonade stand but so, every once in a while when we go on these garage sales, we could convince this this babysitter to buy us like someone's leftover uh, G.I. Joe's or something like that. I mean, it's a good place to go and rip people off who don't know any better. Um, yeah, for sure. And like somebody who's selling stuff for someone who croaked, ooh, you can really get a deal. Uh, yeah, you know, all the state sales. Yeah. Oh, estate sales. That's where they're at. Yeah. Ooh. Like, 
uh makers all around (laughs) remember the old like a bakelite uh plastic whatever milkshake makers it was just this (laughs) machine that would cut your hand off if you didn't have the cup on it it was just this big swirly thing so you're like back in the 70s and 60s i guess they were like I can have all the milkshakes I want. <laughs> Every <Again>. day milkshakes. <laughs> what did you cut your hand off? Those automatic can openers? They would cut your hand country. off. Nothing imperfect. <laughs> Magical time. Courtney, tell us about garage sales. Yes. Oh, well. I wasn't going to talk about garage sales. I was just going to confirm that uh, lemonade stands are still a thing. Yeah. Um, well. My daughter is 10, and there's no fucking way she could organize a garage sale, first of all. Um, <laughs> secondly, yeah, they did a lemonade stand. They made 85 bucks this summer. What? So. What? Yeah, <laughs> like, they do well. They sell freezies at these things. and Oh, yeah. Oh, we didn't sell freezies. Hard liquor. But... <laughs> yeah. To the right. That's what I was behind the table. Got into the old man's liquor cabinet. Do they, do they stick some like, hash in? Like, they sell hash <laughs> along with the... Lemonade stand. I think. I think this year I'm going to get them to crush some flowers and put them in water, a la Arlo. We'll call it yeah. the Arlo, the Arlo the scent. Beautiful lilac perfume. <laughs> oh, de Arlo. Don't worry about the color. Fuck. <laughs> uh-huh. So we have uh, kids run, uh, rummaging around the front yard, looking at all this crap. There is nothing in this garage sale that I would buy. Uh, and these kids are all over it. Yeah, the kids. Their, all their change they have at home. Yeah, so I don't know that World War One helmet that Fred buys is pretty cool. Well, then Fred likes this helmet, and he's about to walk away, and I does not like. You need to pay for it. And again, I didn't realize that Fred lived in the house, but she got him to fucking pay almost a buck for a helmet that was in his home. Like, (laughs) (laughs) probably belonged to his grandfather. Yeah. Uh. So we got it. They're like, "This is Grandpa died in this. (laughs) It's great." Okay. Fine. Buck fifty. What we're gonna say is. Ida's mom was like, hey, there's a bunch of junk in the attic. Do you guys want it? And Ida was like, I want it. And Fred was like, no, I don't want it. And so yeah. it then became Ida's property. That's sure. what we're going with. Uh, we also in pure brother fashion, now he does want it. Yeah. Uh, we get a shot of old Canadian money. Uh, so paper bills. That's very exciting. Yeah, yeah I guess that's basically it. Ida, um, I guess... What Ida doesn't know how to use the camera. That's what Fred tells her. And Ida's like, I do know. And then uh, Fred's like, well, tell me how. And Ida's like, I can learn. And I was like, that's you admitting you don't know how to use a camera, Ida. So Fred gotcha. Uh, At the camera store, Ida gets the fixed camera back. And she asks the clerk how to show her how to use the camera. And he proceeds to describe things as fast as humanly possible. Like, I'm like I couldn't keep up with it. Then you do this, and then you open this thing here, and then this thing over here does this, and then you go to this. Do this. I'm like, fuck, like, slow down. Well, and again, I think it's really brutally obvious how little adult involvement is happening here. Like, she's just like, yeah, take it down to the camera store and get estimate you child yes and then like oh you make money like you know she doesn't go to her parents and say oh can i have 20 dollars?" she has to make the money herself and then she has to go back and retrieve the camera and ask the man how the cameras like there there's very little and I, i think there's two reasons for that i mean one is that it's 1979 and it's the fucking wild west and then the other reason i think that they probably lean towards no parental involvement is that this show is supposed to be about kids figuring it out right 
And as soon as oh, you get yeah. parents in the mix, it's just like, oh, well, then the adults will just deal yeah. with it. And yeah. There's I, no show. Right? I thought you I thought you were going to say it's a message about capitalism because you'd be like, it's, it's called a capitalism. About capitalism. You're not a red kids. commie, are you? <laughs> you little kid. You pay for things here. And the hungriest gets to the top. Now go Earn get your the, money. Go to the fucking camera store. Uh-huh. Earn. You got to grind, kid. Work Rise for and it. grind. So you get the money. All over the money. Paper. So uh, Ida and Cookie are outside later with the camera. Ida's wearing a beret, and I'm like, oh, okay, so the obsession with berets in this fucking series started oh. from the very beginning. <laughs> like, Taste. Oh, there'll be some recycled ideas as we yeah. get through this show. I can tell you, Ooh, you'll be, you'll be surprised the number of things you say, oh, this already happened, did it? Uh, Fred asks... I probably won't ever say that. <laughs> you will. Yeah. Oh. I think you'll say it just like that. Okay. Yeah, later on, okay. Courtney, there's an episode where uh, a, a young, uh, sexy guy is in his toy car, and when he honks the horn, it goes, Oh, baby. Uh, Fred, uh, Fred asks why she's got this uh, fucking beret on, and Ida's like, all directors wear them. And meanwhile, he- Fred's wearing the dumb helmet, so I'm like, who are you to <laughs> chastise someone over their headgear, buddy? Still wearing it. He's like, I'm in the army. So... <laughs> bang bang uh, uh, Ida says that she's making a movie about garbage she says it'll be about picking up all the junk and planting flowers on the lawn to make neighborhoods a nice place to live and we get another shot of their front yard and there's just garbage uh the, the, the garbage is sitting there waiting for the garbage truck and the garbage yeah. is torn open and there's garbage spilling out. So Isn't that how you guys did it? When you guys, didn't you just take your garbage cans out and throw them on the front lawn for the garbage man to pick up all the garbage? Like just loose garbage. Yeah, it's loose. Front. You empty it like that? Yeah. Yeah, I made a fun little pathway so he could giggle and pick it all up. Hide in us. And I left a little treasure Speak, at the end. I'm here. Garbage men earned their money back in the 70s. Uh, Ida begs Fred to be in the movie and tells him that he will hand the garbage to the garbage man and Cookie will plant the flowers. Cookie's like, I want to do my fucking dance. And Ida <laughs> says, dance. yeah, <laughs> says like, yeah, Ida's like, fuck it. Like, you can do the dance. She tells if Fred. I was Ida, and I guess Noel doesn't exist yet because we won't meet him till next episode. But I would totally ask Noel before I would ever ask Fred. Because yeah. Fred's like a dick. So. <laughs> <laughs> take that, kid. Yeah. <laughs> so she wants Fred to take off the camera, and she says she's the director, but Fred's like, I helped pay for that camera. So I'm like, all right, <laughs> Fred, exercising control. Uh, so then, conveniently, the garbage truck comes rolling down the street. <laughs> and I love the idea where, like, this is your only opportunity to shoot this movie. If you miss, you have to wait yeah. a week. You got one take. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. She starts filming. Cookie does her dumb dance. Fred picks up the garbage. All well. I mean, obviously, piano's not playing right there, but they put piano in the background. And then my favorite part of this whole show, Fred knocks Jesus. Cookie over. Fred just <laughs> runs into her uh-huh. and puts her on her ass. And I'm like, yes. Mm-hmm. Fred then puts the garbage out and includes Cookie's doll. And, and <laughs> Cookie protests and grabs the doll. But then Fred has a tug of war with her and takes the doll and throws it in the garbage. 
<laughs> and we learn this doll is really important going forward. Yeah. The doll goes into the garbage pile. The garbage man clearly knows that he's picking up a doll and clearly knows, like, the child's sad eyes looking at him. And <laughs> Get out of my way, like, kids. I'm sure they're like, jazzed, no, like, that kid's doll. there. Because he's like, yeah. it's 1979. I'm making a buck 75 an hour. Get the fuck out of my way, kid. I'll throw you in. Yeah. You know what? You're next. It's 79. Nobody miss you. Yes, they'd have you on milk cartons. Yes, we had people on milk cartons back in the day. That was the thing. But you'll go in that trash compactor. Get out of my way. Oh, it's fucking amazing. Yeah. No one gives a shit about this like crying child. Yeah. <laughs> no. And then file for your milk carton, kid. And then she stands there while the, the doll gets compacted in the back of the fucking truck. <laughs> and the shot as the truck pulls away. I wish while it was happening, they had a close-up of like the doll's sad face <laughs> as it's just like getting sucked into the no, compactor. I'm dying. <laughs> yeah. And it crushes it too. Like it really oh, like it's, it's gone. Down. Yeah. Like yeah. an old milk an old broken milk crate, like mesh like binds in with like gets crushed in with you go, oh yeah, and all like it's got shit. cigarette go, butts all on it. Now. Oh, it's great. That, like, that's not I hadn't either seen this or maybe if I did, I didn't remember it because I was too young. But like I kept on thinking that the garbage man was gonna like grab the doll and be like, <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry, here little girl. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That did not happen. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, Ida has the camera like right in the back of the truck and it's like, yeah. This is fucking great. <laughs> this is perfect. Yeah. Uh <laughs> Cookie they, we just hear Cookie's voice and like the acting job, and again it's a child, but the, as matter of factly as possible. My dolly, my dolly, don't hurt my dolly. Oh no. <laughs> So, and then the truck speeds off, and then Ida's like, "That was really good." <laughs> like, <laughs> got it. Cut. I mean, look, Suffering she actor. she had one shot, and she fucking got it. So you know what? Kudos, yeah. right? She's like, "This movie making's mm-hmm. easy." Yeah. Cookie disagrees and says she looked stupid in the garbage truck ate her doll, which I said both statements factually correct. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ida says Cookie looked great and Cookie isn't buying this. Then Fred said the movie is dumb and no one will know it's about garbage. And then I noticed that he's wearing a fucking sweet Toronto Blue Jays shirt. Oh, so sweet. Vintage. I had almost that exact same t-shirt at some point in my life. And at at the time of this movie, the Blue Jays would have been entering their third season. So. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yep. New team. And brand new. It is team. And the young baby Courtney is like, go, Jays, go. Oh, no, Courtney's not <laughs> around. Them. Bye, Courtney. No, she, she's she's being and she said cover for me, but I'm covering for her now, but I'm actually saying that where she is. So that's where <laughs> yeah, she you is. Nailed it. So, oh, hey, who's oh, back? No, no, no. I mean, I, oh, uh, hey, Courtney, you've been here the whole time. What's up? Uh, yeah, we're talking about the Jays shirt that Fred, also a kid named Fred. Fantastic. No notes. Uh, go ahead, Courtney. <laughs> Talk about that sweet old Jays logo. It's uh, They've been in the league for three years. What do you think? <laughs> 77 was when they came into the league? Yeah. And this is 79? Okay. Yeah, this is their third season. Just started. Um, or... It's a sweet-ass shirt. I spent most of... I, don't, I can't draw. I'm not an artist. But all I did growing up was fucking perfect that fucking logo and uh, i actually made a clock in design and technology class in high school out of the jay's logo and i actually just found it and hung it up in my room not too long ago it's fucking sweet uh, i did i'll share it 
I did one. In the, yes, please uh, send it to me. I'll put it on our or put it on your Instagram, Courtney. You never post anymore. Damn it! I know. Um, I oh, I made a clock with the San Jose Sharks logo when they were a brand new team. Oh, <gasps> really? Yeah. Do you still have it? I do not. But it was oh, in it was right. in like you know shop. It was wood, and you yeah. you just burn the logo in the front. So that's what I had. Oh, mine was made out of the plastic. It, it was the clear plastic, and then I used like blue on top of it. I can't remember what the actual material is called but it's fucking awesome uh we didn't do anything cool like that we made loony loon banks so a banks in the shape of a loon (laughs) (laughs) yeah nice yeah yeah i'm not i'm not proud of it i'm not excited for it they made us make such Mm. fucking lame shit in shop class like sheet metal i'm gonna make a knife come on like nope (laughs) make an ashtray kid Actually, they did make you make ashtrays, though. That was pretty cool. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Those were the days. Yeah. We made bowls. Right? Yeah. We made bowls, I guess. That was okay. Yeah, I use those as ashtrays with my kids. <laughs> so Ida, Ida says her movie's going to win an award, and Fred says no one will give an award to a garbage movie. And I thought somewhere out there, a young Al Gore is like, I will take you up on that challenge. <laughs> challenge accepted. Yeah. Uh, so What's the Canadian movie, it, it, are, are there Canadian movie awards? Is it Gemini's or Gemini's? Yeah. 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 I should, I should have sounded more certain about that. <laughs> yes. You'd be cool. You're going to win a Gemini. Yeah. Whoop de doo. More garbage. <laughs> <laughs> we were inspired by this episode. It's a great uh, award show. Uh, I could have made that uh, award in shop class. Uh, two right? weeks uh, two weeks later, uh, Ida runs out of her house and tells Cookie that their movie has been chosen. She's got a letter and she starts reading it. And without even like hesitating when we get to the punchline of the letter, she's like, your movie about war and its effect on children is, you know, a finalist. And it extends an invite to the ceremony. And you can actually see through the paper the National Film Board logo on the paper. Cookie Good says... Time. Yeah, did they like my dance? And Ida's like, yeah, I guess so, because they like the whole movie on war. And Cookie's like, I thought it was about garbage. And Co- and Ida, in my opinion, rightfully says, it doesn't matter as long as I win an award. Because yeah. <laughs> it's all that matters, kids. Yeah. Uh, well, and this, let this be a lesson to all of us that when a little kid comes to your door on Halloween and you look at their costume, you don't say, what a great Spider-Man costume. You say... What a great costume. Why don't you tell me about it? (laughs) You like this happened to you, Arlo? No, no. I just have learned long ago. Or when some kid, if a kid gives you a drawing, don't say that's an amazing drawing of a horse. You say, what a beautiful drawing. Why don't you tell me about it? (laughs) Then we can avoid all kinds of misunderstandings, like what is happening in this episode. Yeah, because kids are untalented, is what you're saying. So... Can you explain to me about this? So they got the movie, and I guess it wasn't titled, so they watched the movie and then thought it was about war? Yes, the yes. adults misinterpreted yep. the okay. movie. So Probably I was because sp- Fred was wearing a, yep. a, yeah. a helmet. Yes, because I was inspired, and I rewatched the clip from this old movie that nobody remembers called Sleep With Me, and Quentin Tarantino makes he's in it, and he talks about the best movie that was ever made, the best script, and it's Top Gun. And he said, Top Gun, he's like, you think it's about fighter pilots and stuff, but it's actually a young man struggling with his own homosexuality. (laughs) And he goes on to specifically explain, like, 
and it all makes sense. And it's a it's a wonderful clip. Anyways, you should watch it. <laughs> Look up uh, Top Gun Quentin Tarantino, and it's uh, yeah, it's quite a uh, a a walk through a script writing, and yeah, it's lovely. Well, preceding but, yeah. that by many years, Ida. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A young Quentin Tarantino watched a show called Ida Makes a Movie. Yes. But is somebody but is somebody making a, like so the guy says what the movie's about even though he so the the president guy I guess watched the movie and made an interpretation and like titled the movie and everything. Is that right? Well, there's no I, chance I didn't know how to put a title on this movie. Yeah, but they, I just sent the movie in. Yeah, they just saw yeah, the, I mean, look, these, they these are these are eight year olds. Yeah, like, Where's my movie? One guy had a fucking helmet on. We see like a, a, a <laughs> okay, doll yeah. get murdered in front of a child. <laughs> what, what would you think uh, it's about? Also, his name is Mr. Harry Druffle. Get that right. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Cookie's upset because she said she did a garbage dance and not a war dance, and I wish I could have said, well, it was definitely a garbage dance. So uh, She then asks if the committee will be mad if they find out the film was about garbage, and I was like, they misinterpreted it. It's not like you sent it in and said, yeah. war movie, right? Okay, uh, th- that's, the, that's the part I was missing. It's like, so they interpreted it, because when she reads out the letter, I'm like, I'm quietly going, the movie was about garbage, not war. Well, the, did she get the wrong letter? Well, the like, re- I'm hanging. I'm like sitting on the edge of my seat, going, "What happened? What, so, what is going on?" The, the, Presumably, she sent in a reel of film that said Ida's movie. Movie, yeah, because okay, she's yes. an eight year old. So the rest of in, in her show mind, it for speaks for itself, and it's an Academy Award winning film that could not possibly be misinterpreted. Yeah. So the key. The key conflict of this movie now that every or this this show that you're watching is that the adults fucked up the interpretation of what was sent into them, and the child has to carry the guilt of it and and figure out like <laughs> the conundrum of like what to do. Like she's the one that's like, what do I do? Like everyone's gonna be mad at me, and it's like this kid did nothing wrong. <laughs> like yeah. so, there we are. Well, early early seeds of a Degrassi. Adults not living but up to the job. I, I mean, that is how kids do sort of internalize things sometimes, too, yes. right? You know, like this is, a, you know, an extreme example. And if you send something like, you, you know, hopefully adults would know better to not be like, great, film on war, you know? Yeah. But, you know, kids, I think, do internalize that kind of guilt about things that are not their fault. So, so, yeah, because in their world, this is a big thing, right? They're being told not yeah. to lie, right? But now she knows she's lying. And that's like the one thing they're probably, they obviously haven't been told to not like wander away because they wander away on their own. But they've probably been told one thing is don't lie. And this is a lie in her world. Why would you ever tell kids that? That's just setting up, that's just <laughs> setting them up for I don't like this. Is, I, I, I do like, I really admire like how you know it really is true to the way that kids think though yeah i remember i like this is different but it's kind of similar in that like and again it's not important it's not important in the least but like when i was a really small child i must have been like five or six years old i was like wrapping christmas presents with my mom and she was giving my dad this particular book of an author that they both admired and there was a new book or whatever and so we were wrapping it up and that kind of thing and then later a few weeks later, I was wrapping Christmas presents with my dad, and I found out that my dad was giving my mom the same book, so they'd each gotten each other the same gift. Mm. 
But like I as like a five year old, I didn't know what to do. <laughs> you know? <clears throat> like I just yeah. you know, I was like, Oh no you know, and I like I, I didn't know what to do about it. I knew I couldn't tell my either of them what they were getting for Christmas because you didn't tell people what they were getting for Christmas. But I didn't know what was going to happen on Christmas morning when they both opened the same present kind of thing. And Arlo. Like, as a five-year-old, I just couldn't. <laughs> what? 40 years later, Arlo, I just want to tell you, it was all your fault. <laughs> it wasn't my fault. <laughs> yep, you're a bad kid. And uh, yeah, and now you're well, a bad well, person. I, yeah. I didn't necessarily feel guilty, but I like I just I didn't know what to do. And I didn't have an answer that wasn't a good answer. You know, and I, uh, you know, as a five-year-old, I didn't have the emotional quotient to be able to figure uh, it out, uh, right? So, so. <laughs> Ida's in her house talking with her mom. Her mom is painting. I guess she sells paintings because she's painting. It seems in... like she's an illustrator. Yeah, like an she, illustrator she does for illustrations books. for, you know, books or um magazine articles or something like that yeah yeah so ida almost spills the beans about the film being about garbage but then her mom asks to read the letter and ida's like the wind blew it away <laughs> awesome it's garbage. <laughs> yes it's, it's also garbage mom <laughs> it's in that park yeah amazing excuse ida asks her mom what her drawing or painting is about and her mom says it's about loneliness. The photo depicts people who live in high rises. And I was like, Toronto is so sad today. Like, that's just where everyone lives. <laughs> um, her, her mom then asks, well, how do we know we're, you know, to figure out the details of the award ceremony and how to call them? And Ida, the idiot, is like, oh, here's the letter. <laughs> so Pulls it out so, of her back pocket. Yeah. Of, of note, in this scene, and I really like this scene, and I'll probably talk about it a little later at the end when I'm giving sort of final thoughts. I'm sure you can't wait. Yep. Um, Stay tuned. The they're, they're talking about how, you know, it's about loneliness. And she says that she's drawing people who in high rises or whatever. And she's saying how, you know, it's weird, but it's nice and that kind of thing. And they're sort of talking about that. This is how her mom interpreted the article. And so that's what she's drawing. So... For me, that was noteworthy in terms of the way that art is interpreted. Ah, all right. Um, but mm. we'll talk about it a little bit more later. So the letter comes out, and she takes the letter and notices right away that Ida signed it, Ida T. Lucas. So she wasn't smart enough to title her movie properly, but um, does <laughs> uh, make her name a little more official. Her mom is impressed. She's like, oh, yeah, it's a war theme. I'm really proud that you're concerned over such an important thing. So clearly they have not had a conversation yet that this was supposed to be a garbage movie. But I think the question was, where did the T come from? Oh, it just sounds good that way. Like, it's not even her proper initial for her middle name. <clears throat> oh, good for her. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Idit sounds close to idiot Lucas. So, <laughs> um, Ida and Cookie are talking about this later on, and Cookie asks if it's cheating that the movie was about garbage and interpreted about being uh, about war, and she's basically <laughs> saying that they should, you know, come clean. And Ida says, "Well, they won't get an award if they do." <laughs> like, ugh. like I get it, kids. It's important, but who cares? Like. <laughs> This yeah. kid can't read, but she can. She can 
just deduct that yeah whatever yeah she can go through a moral conundrum but can't fucking read the movie <laughs> yeah. sign yeah um well, moral spell it spell it cookie <laughs> i mean i'd be like a <laughs> write fucking, him a letter cookie i'd be like a fucking eight-year-old made like a decent movie uh, in one shot with one opportunity with one garbage truck. I don't care what it's about. Like, good for you. In 1979? Come on, man. Never the award. <clears throat> so we're yeah. now at awards night, and Ida's mom is ready to go, but Ida is in bed. She's very ill and thinks it's an ulcer. And, <laughs> and her mom says, well, we can't, you know, we can't go without you. And Ida says, she does not want to spread ulcers to everyone. So <laughs> there you go. Oh, uh, what an Alexa thing to say. Yes. <laughs> also, uh, grown adults would uh, misinterpret AIDS the same way in uh, like five years. Oh, so, uh, so, yeah. Uh, also, how old is this mom? She's like probably, she looks like about 65, but she's probably <laughs> 28. <laughs> That's just the way people looked in the 80s and the 70s. Like, they just yep. looked really old. Every one of my aunts kind of looked like that. <laughs> so she then asks her mom uh, if she's like, mom, if you drew a horse and people were like, that's oh, a nice cow. Would you say it's not a cow, stupid? That's a horse. That's literally what she tells her. <laughs> says, asks her mom, she's going to say I that. Loved it. Yeah. Or would you say thank you and let them think it was a cow? And her mom gives a long answer, but basically... She says, well, if I let them think it's a cow, it would be a lie. And I think I totally disagree. If they think it's a fucking cow, go for it. Like, arts, whatever they believe. That's what, like, that's what we're coming to on interpretation here. Like, art is subjective. Somebody's interpretation can't cannot be wrong. Yeah. It's based on their experience and how they, their worldview. Especially if there's no title. Yeah, Linda Shiler, <laughs> Linda Shiler made a movie about kids and uh, moral dilemmas, and I interpreted it as a movie about stupid kids. So, <laughs> uh, Ida asks how it can be a lie if other people made the mistake, and her mom says, well, you're the only person in the world who can correct them, and then Ida says they'd better go, and she says she's okay, and her mom's like, you know, I'll always be proud of you, and you know, sappy crap. She pulls back the covers and she's already dressed, ready to go. Uh, we get what looks like a gym, and there's a podium with a handwritten sign that says Third <laughs> Annual so Children's <laughs> Festival Film it's Festival. It's so shitty. <laughs> what a shitty sign. Are like, we surprised the kids watching? are like, this is fucking stupid. Like, <laughs> go to the printers, like, go to Staples, go to somewhere. Go Pick to Mr. Del, Del Rossi printers. Yeah. yeah. Go to Mr. Del Rossi. <laughs> A young Mr. Hey. Del Rossi. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just opening the business. Maybe he was in the crowd and got the idea. Uh, the host comes out and adjusts the mic stand. It's not set up for him. I, I feel like this is all done on purpose to make it look Bush League. Like, that's just the the gag. Uh, mm-hmm. So he does a speech about the winner. And, like, what, 10 seconds into the speech, it's clearly Ida's movie, yet Ida, Fred, and Ida's mom, no reaction. Like, they're like, who could, who could it be? Uh, so then, finally... So can we talk for a sec just about uh, Harry Druffle here? Yes, I think we're going to go off on him. Um, so this is Elwi Yost. Mm. And uh, he is a minor Toronto celebrity. Yeah. 
or Ontario celebrity, I guess. He was a host for years and years and years and years and years on something called TV Ontario. Okay. Which TVO. I'm not. T- well, yeah. See, they won't. TVO is the Ontario. Channel 2. Yeah. So it was um, like the PBS of Ontario, if, if yeah, anyone doesn't know. So that's how that, it worked, TVO. Tim. What's that? <laughs> I was just going to say that, Tim. Oh, sorry, Courtney. <laughs> Mini O. What was your favorite um, TVO show, Courtney? TVO, don't you wish you know? <laughs> That's where like Polka Dot Door would have been if you seen Polka Dot Door today's special things like that. That would have been on during the day. I'm not sure if Fred Penner was on TVO, but he was CBC. Okay. Yeah, Courtney, get it right, <laughs> dummy. I'm so well, dumb. He, uh, I'm an idiot. <laughs> he's a big. This guy's a big enough deal that he was given the Order of Canada in 1999. Oh, okay. Yeah, he also hosted a show okay. for years called Saturday Night at the Movies. Who has the Order of Canada as well? <laughs> I do. Yeah, where's our Order of Canada? We've been doing this podcast for four years, fuckers. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Crudo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the... anyway, yeah. Uh, apparently, he's quite a, pro- a prolific, you know, uh, Ontario celebrity at the time, and uh, that makes him the first uh, guest star on a Degrassi franchise. Oh, wow. That's why he got the Order of Canada. Yep. Uh, so the, the, the movie is shown to everybody. I guess he also said the movie's about war. And then when they show the movie, Fred is immediately surprised that uh, it's Ida's movie. And he's like, I thought your movie was about garbage. So Fred and Ida start bickering. And a grown yeah, Fred just won't shut the fuck up about it. And Ida's just like, shut the fuck up, Fred. And a... Fuck yeah. up, Fred. <laughs> And then a grown woman in the row behind them scolds them for talking. (laughs) While their mom's sitting right there. Yeah. Yeah. And then Cookie says, you know what? We're allowed to talk because we're the winners and we have problems. (laughs) 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 I loved that I loved it. Uh, So in the movie, at the part... (laughs) At the part where Fred knocks Cookie over, Ida's mom laughs out loud. <laughs> She's watching. I was like, I get you. Yep, I'm with you. Suck it, Cookie. Yeah. Um, and then you, the part you didn't see when she filmed it, after the whole like chaos takes place, there's this artful shot of fucking roses on the ground. And I'm like, this is a movie about war. Like, <laughs> yeah. You can see why they made the mistake. Yeah, like, fuck. Come on. Uh, so Ida gets called up to take the award. Uh, she goes to the stage and is given the award. Look, they didn't chintz out on the, you know, on whatever they used for the trophy or wherever they found it. Looks okay. <clears throat> She's given the mic to speak. She thanks her mom, Fred, and Cookie. She says she doesn't understand, though, uh, because it's garbage. <laughs> and the host is like, no, it's not garbage. It's an no, excellent honey, film. No, it's not garbage. It's wonderful. <laughs> but, but it is. Ha. Uh, yeah. She then says it was it wasn't about war, it was about garbage, and she needs to give the award back. And then the host like thinks for two seconds and is like, We're not doing this again. Like, just keep the fucking award. <laughs> yeah. I, I love that the host like even contemplates keep taking the award back though. <laughs> like he's not just like, Oh no, 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 dear. Like, you're a child, it's fine, like this is great filmmaking. Like he's just like, Okay, I'll take it back. But you know, hmm. Well, he remembered there was no other people that sent in a movie. <laughs> Your film did win on its merits, so hmm, what shall we do? Like, there's so much contemplation about it. Yeah. 
I mean, again, this, this is for children child. watching, right? He's like, yes. you know, you are a good filmmaker and you told the truth. Here's your award. And then, yeah. and then he's the one that ties all the loose ends together because he's like, this film is about how to wage war on garbage. <laughs> and uh yeah that's the end of uh ida makes a movie so i don't know i was entertained i was thoroughly charmed like i said i was transported to my childhood i thought it was super accurate in terms of how kids play and how kids relate to each other and I loved that. I thought that the lesson at the end was a little bit clunky. <laughs> uh-huh. I thought that it had a better lesson that could have been learned, which is that art is subjective. And when you create art, sometimes people will get something different out of it than what you expected. And that's okay. And that's where I thought they were going with it when they had that scene with her mom where his mom is explaining how she's interpreting what loneliness looks like. But they never revisited that piece of it. And, and, and like, then you I, remembered it's about it's with a six and eight year old and <laughs> you should tell the truth was a lot easier. I guess so. Like the, the overall like, you know, moral of the story is you should tell the truth. But like because it was a film that was about making a movie and it was specifically created to be educational materials for kids in media studies i think it would have been a more valuable lesson to and because they even touched on it that it would have been a lot more valuable and interesting if the lesson had been about how art is subjective also I think they hired this actor purposefully because Louis Del Grande from Seeing Things was busy. <laughs> do you know? <laughs> do you, I brought this show up before. Does anybody know that show? Seeing Things. Lu- yeah, I love yeah, Louis Del Grande. Seeing Things. He can see things. Louis Del Grande, was, it was a show in the 80s on CBC, and oh he could God, see so crimes that would happen. Before if they, they would happen, the DVD of fucking seeing things, I would be on that so fucking like a like, like fucking like a fat kid on cake. Like I would be on that so fast. So, so like Minority well, Report is that basically what it is? Except it's a kid. Well, it's like a it's like a stout, He's... short, balding, bald American <laughs> so guy with glasses. He's like a precog. <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay, sure. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> somebody Our, out there is going Ted and Arlo know what time it is you, you know well you're you're specifically talking about Mr. Harry Druffle right yeah yeah you wanted him to be Louis Del Grande well Louis Del Grande was busy so he, they couldn't yeah, hire right. him because okay. got it yeah he was had another acting gig oh, right me uh Tim and Courtney will just go sit in the corner here while you two <laughs> you know what I would tell you to seek it out and they're like there's there's some episodes on YouTube but like they're sort of sporadic like it's hard to find like you know a a, a, a source that's really consistent for that show unfortunately but you if you ever do find a consistent source I highly recommend going for it it's such a good show uh, I'm gonna send everybody in the chat Louis Del Grande's headshot <laughs> please please. <laughs> <laughs> in the meantime uh coming up next week we're gonna uh, go one year later so the first a couple of these they do kind of once a year so the next episode that's going to be produced is 
Cookie goes to the hospital and Nope. Cookie goes to hospital. Oh, pardon me. Cookie goes Don't don't be fooled. <laughs> You're correct. <laughs> Cookie goes to hospital. Um so Send us your thoughts about Kids of the Degrassi Street. Again, you can find these on Prime for sure, and I believe they're all up on YouTube as well. So Prime, Prime in Canada. In the States, I don't know what the fuck you get down there. So uh, here in Canada, though, they're all on Prime. So go and check them out and uh, follow along with us. Uh, write us your thoughts at Narbos and Broomheads on, uh, whatchamacallit, Instagram, and that's where we're posting all our <laughs> content. Yeah, you know, fuck it, I don't know. Uh, Narbos and Broomheads at gmail.com or follow the Narbos and Broomheads Facebook page. And I'm uh, out there in some places as Slip with Five Eyes or Slip. Where are you, Courtney? Wouldn't you like to know? I'm in the O-Town. The O-Town. And you can find me on Instagram, whatchamacallit, at Courtney.1293, where Alan has pointed out that I don't post anymore. Uh, post your clock. Blue Jays or your Blue Jays uh, shop art, please. I will. Okay, and make the poll about me if everybody that listens still thinks I'm hip and or young. Okay, thank you. Sounds good. <laughs> Teddy! Hey, I'm Ted of Say Why 3 on the Instagram machine. I haven't posted much lately about uh, uh, young Linda or Sugar Tea Cat. Uh, T stands for the. Uh, but if you want to, you can write me. And uh, if you want to say, if you want to vote for a brand new podcast from me and Arlo called Muche Grande, Louis <laughs> Del Grande, the podcast, you let us know, okay? Arlo, high five over there. Um, what, I'm what you, seeing yeah. things, we can't do any of the, <laughs> we can't do any of the technical seen stuff. Before. We'll record on our phones. After we recorded live, uh, uh, well, an episode two weeks ago, but, uh, you know, we actually did it last week, everybody. Uh, Sarah, my wife, started following you on Instagram, Ted, and for the last week, all I've heard was, Linda did this, Linda did that, Linda, Linda, oh, Linda going back, look at Linda did this. So, someone out there really loves the Linda content, so. So, I opened my phone, and it was like, 11 likes? <laughs> Like, I thought it was like new people, and it's like, 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 <laughs> Sarah. You're like, oh, right down the page. It's like, yeah, that's good. Were you nervous? Were you like, oh, fuck, should I tell Alan? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think she's more attracted to she's, Linda than me. Yeah, There's not left. much Ted on there. This is mostly Linda. <laughs> uh huh. All your dog thirst traps are uh, getting <laughs> oh, her excited. Yeah. Or wheeling in the ladies. In uh, the woods, in the park. Oh, yeah. Uh, how about out there in mi minus 50 land? Where do we uh, reach you if you don't fucking freeze to death in the next few days? Well, you can find me on Instagram at A-R-L-O-E-S-C-O-T-T. -T, and uh, Ted, maybe one day, if you're lucky, Linda will win best dog of the city Ooh. of where you live. If only. The gauntlet she is thrown down. Uh, <laughs> and uh, oh, yeah, Tim, true. where can we find you? I will follow T at Instagram uh, out here in Oakville. Not freezing cold but kind of shitty weather out right now i agree with you there mr allen so yeah, I'm, take us home i'm gonna have to look at the, out the window to see what's happening because it's supposed to turn to rain soon and hopefully the snow goes away but uh as of right now uh sarah is looking for snow tires so <laughs> anyways uh, oh sarah is of course yeah i don't do that <laughs> i do nothing here uh, so anyways, yeah. folks, uh, we will uh, see you in a week with more Kids of Degrassi Street. So uh, until then, peace. Bye. Bye. Del Grande. Well,